You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, how is everybody doing this morning? Come on. Come on. Come on. I don't know about you, but I feel good being in the presence of God. Amen. Welcome out to Bridges, Nashville. My name is Adonis Lindsay. I'm the lead pastor here at Bridges. And uh, if you've been hanging out with us for a little bit, for a little while, you know we're, uh, this is a big day for us here at Bridges. Go ahead. Come on. God is good. This is a very big day for us. I'm going to scoot over just a little bit in the light. Everybody say, get in the light. So I can get with the camera, too. But this is a big day for us at Bridges. We're excited uh, that God is uh, doing some amazing things and great things, and I want to welcome those that are watching online around the world. I know people, I, I checked it, and people are logging in all over the country. Isn't that amazing that when you're ministering, you can still connect with people around the world? And I know, uh, Andrea, we got you covered, praying for you. I know you're watching here in Nashville, but let's give our online family a huge round of applause. Thank you guys for tuning in today. To, to hear what God has to say, but we're in a little bit of a transition. If you've been hanging out with us, uh, our founding pastor, uh, Curtis Parks, uh, I'll get a little bit into the story, but he's going to be up here, him and his wife, in just a, a few moments uh, as we talk about just the great things that God is, is doing and stirring in the both of us. But I want to take us on a journey, uh, if I can. And has anybody ever been in a season where you've just had to trust God, you know, Have you ever been in a season where something happened, you're like, okay, God, what's next? Now, you can say that from a negative connotation when things are going bad. It's like, okay, the car breaks down. Okay, Lord, what's next? Or you can say that from a hopeful, faith-filled stance in your heart and your spirit. God, I know something good is about to happen. And you can start looking for what's next through the lenses of God's view and the Word of God. And I'm here to tell you today, I believe God is always progressive. Amen? He's not moving you backwards, even though when you take a step back on the journey, it's still a step forward because God's in full control. And we can start looking at that, God, what's next? What's next? What's next? And we can get, get bright-eyed. I don't know. I'm from the country. I'm from, from Texas. So we used to say uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Anybody, where's my Texas people? You get, yeah, you get it. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> bright-eyed and where? Yeah, yeah bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You understand that. And uh, just with so much hope and expectation that something good is about to happen. And I thought about that, what's next, what's next. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us this. No matter where you are in your journey, there must be a trust in God. It says, trust in the Lord with half your heart. No. Trust in the Lord when it feels good. Trust in the Lord when you can see everything laid out, his entire plan, then trust in God. Trust in God when everything is going good. Trust in God when there's enough money in the bank. Trust in God when when everything's going your way. No, it just says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways do what? Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. 
that there's some principal things working in this scripture and in our lives when we hit those moments where we must trust God. Number one, we've got to make sure it's with all our heart, and we've got to make sure that we keep our mind out of the equation. So I says, lean not to your own understanding. Have you ever had God tell you to do something? God, I don't understand that. Well, that's a good place to be in. Okay? The next time you tell God, God, I don't understand, just let the light bulb go on and realize, okay, I must be in a good spot right now. Because he tells me, don't lean on my own understanding. And so many times I feel like we, we, we kind of slow up the plan of God or we can mess up the plan of God when we try to make sense of something that God is calling us to do and telling us to do and this new thing that God is bringing into our world, into our life. And when we try to make sense of it, our minds can only think so far. And we got to get back to the understanding that, that God tells us my, my ways are not your ways or my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So the next time you're in that moment and you're, God, what's next? And he begins to speak something to you and, and, and share some things and begin to show you things. And sometimes we get scared like, oh, no, God, that's not you. Because our mind gets in the way. God, surely you would have a better scenario for me, but our mind gets in the way. Okay, that can't be God because that's too hard. God would, and then we start trying to manipulate the hand of God. God never calls us to do something easy. If it was easy, anybody could do it. And it wouldn't take faith to get there. If it was easy, we could figure it out with our own understanding. But when it's outside of our understanding, that's, that's a God setup. And we got to get to that place where in all our ways, we're just acknowledging God. God, I don't understand it, but I, I see you in it. God, I don't understand what's going on. I, don't, I, don't, I can't even figure it out. But, God, I can see you working behind the scenes. And, and you've shared enough. I mean, oh, God, will, God will give you a little, little droplets of his plan. You ever been there? He won't show you the full thing. And we can take that up with him when we get to heaven, right? But, but he's not going to share with you the full extent of his plan. But he'll wait and see. Will we acknowledge him in the midst of us not knowing? God, I don't even know what my next step is, but I know you're in this somewhere. I know this whole thing has been orchestrated by you. And when we acknowledge him, then he shall direct our path. Isn't that the, isn't that the awesome thing? God will, God will present you with something and maybe the thing you've been praying for. The only problem is when we pray for it, how many of you ever prayed for it and you pictured it a certain way? You pictured it without any setbacks, without any, any confrontation, without any turmoil. You pictured it perfect. And when something doesn't align with your picture... Oh, God, that can't be you. Yeah, that can't be you. You, you. God, you wouldn't want me to go through that. You wouldn't want me to have to do that, God. And, and it's like, but when we back up, okay, God, I acknowledge you in the midst of this. Then he brings direction for our path. And that's when faith kicks in and you start walking the path that God calls you to walk and when something tries to blindside you, 
or you feel your mind going in that direction trying to figure it out, you have every right to tell your mind to get out of the equation. And we must do that if we're walking out the plan of God in our life. Now, I'm going to jump to the book of Hebrews real quick, and, and then I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about just our journey. Is that okay with y'all? This is a, a very pivotal moment in, in, in the history of the church here. And, but I want to talk about those heroes of faith. In Hebrews 11, it, it records heroes of faith. It does. And the uh, first verse says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Then it goes in the list, some of these. It says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So that puts us in that mindset, guys. Sometimes God's going to call you to do something. You may not even be able to see it yet or picture it yet. But you walk with the assurance that God is the orchestrator of what he's moving you into. He's got you covered. He's got a plan. Then it goes on to talk about a few of the heroes of faith. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. It's one of my favorite ones right here. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Now, that's, that's God coming along. Have you ever had God show you something in a dream? And then he shows you in a dream, dream, then he echoes it through another person. You ever had that happen? And then you feel like, okay, if somebody's setting me up, somebody, you know, God showed me something, somebody's come along and echoed that. And then you're asking God to give you another sign. Come on, <laughs> you, you've been there. Come on, the more God shows you signs, the more we're like, okay, God, give me one more. Because you really convinced me, God, that this is you. But it just says, by faith, Noah, divinely warned in a dream, he did something. He, he moved with a godly fear, not a fear of, of God's going to punish, but a reverence. God, I acknowledge this dream is from you. It took me a minute. You let God tell you to build the ark because he's going to flood the earth. You're not going to just spring up. Okay, where do I go get the lumber at? You're not. I mean, our, hum our humanity, we're going to wrestle with that for a while. We're going to try to make sense of it. We're going to try to understand it. And then finally we give in, okay, God, I acknowledge this is you. And then God empowers us to step into it. And then another hero of faith that says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out. This is, this is where I'm going to camp out for a while. It says he went out not knowing where he was going. I'll read that again. He went out not knowing where. Where he was going. That took faith to get there. God spoke to him and he obeyed. And let me break it down. This is God coming, hey Abraham, let's let's chat for a moment. 
hey, I, I got an assignment for you. I need you to, need you to go home and, and pack up everything. And I'm moving you somewhere, but I'm not going to tell you where I'm taking you. Now, come on, we're, we're in Nashville here. We know what it's like. You're not going to sell your home without knowing where you're going. Come on. Come on, we're, we're in a hot real estate market. You're not going to sell your home and not have a place to go to. Your realtor would think you were crazy. Or really, let me really break it down. This Abraham having to go home and talk to his wife. Hey, babe, the Lord is good, isn't he? Well, yeah, honey, he's good. He's good. <laughs> okay, well, he told me something. What did he tell you? He told me we're going to pack up and move. Okay, well, where are we going? I don't know. But we're moving. He said he'll, he'll tell us later. I mean, no, that conversation is not going to go over that well. And it's not going to be quick. I think the longest journey that's not recorded in the Bible is Abraham walking home to tell his what. That is the longest journey that is not recorded in the Word of God. You're talking about wrestling. He wrestled with himself. He wrestled with his thoughts. He, he probably told God, God, pick somebody else. Probably told God, God, if you can just send angels ahead of me to go talk to my wife to receive the word I'm about to bring her. But somehow, that conversation, the whole family got on board. Because when God is in it, I mean, oh, God is the shifter of our hearts. And when God is in something, we got to understand. I believe Abraham reached a place. God, I'm not going to worry about this conversation. I've, I've, I've been on this walk home, and before he opened up the door, I believe he just said, God, you got to take care of this. If this is you, you're going to bring everything and everybody into alignment. If it's you, I don't have to worry about it. I don't understand you telling me to move and not showing me, but I'm not going to worry about it. God, I acknowledge this is you, and I'll let you work out all the details. He went out not knowing where he was going. You know, as I think about where I stand today and all the people that have been involved in the last few months of this journey, just of my life and, and, and what God has had me doing. And I've been in positions where I didn't understand fully the journey, because we've all been there. But we stayed the course. And we understood that God had something ahead of us. We just got to stay committed to following him in order to get there. I think about it five years ago, as I give you a little background of, of what we're doing today, but about five years ago, I was a senior associate pastor at a very thriving church uh, in the city of Nashville. That's where I met Pastor Curtis. He was, he was there for about, was it about three years, Curtis, as a worship leader, one, one, of, one of my favorite worship leaders. And I remember, because we're all on a journey. I mean, you know, listen, <laughs> we think we're in control of our lives but God really is. 
And I remember when Curtis came to us and said that he felt the transition. He was leaving. He was going to, uh, to D.C. And I'm like, no. You ever done that? Like, God, no. And it took everything in me not to tell him, you're missing God. No, you know, that's that selfish part. Because I didn't want to see him go. Our families were close. Our wives were close. And our kids were close. We were close. I didn't want to see him go. As he traveled on, it's like God brings things full circle and that God had an assignment for him in D.C. And I stayed there. I was on staff there for that church for about 10 years. And then I had a season where, where God was shifting me to, to launch out. I wrote a book called Next. Go figure. That's what we're talking about. I wrote a book called Next, and it was, it, was, it, was, it was about trusting God and doing those practical things to go after the dreams that, that are in your heart. And, and I wrote that book. It opened up some doors outside of the church. And I've always felt that God called my, my voice of, to be a voice of impact in multiple arenas. And for the past five years, I've been pursuing that as I stepped away from full-time ministry, uh, which was different for me. Walking away from a, a senior associate position as a pastor and stepping into the unknown. And my wife can testify, we were in a season to where when we stepped away from that, uh, my wife was working part-time uh, at, the, at the job that she's in right now. She was only part-time, and, and we were getting ready to buy a house, weren't we, Heather? Yeah, we were getting ready to buy a house. Lisa remembers that. And I'm, I'm, all the while, I'm trusting God. My mind is going crazy. Because I'm stepping away from a full-time salary. I didn't know what was next. I had nothing lined out for me. I mean, all our lives we're taught, don't ever leave one job without what? Having another one. Having that security. Now, I don't know about your Bible, but I don't find that. I haven't found it yet in the Bible. In fact, the story we're talking about God didn't tell, hey, Abraham, I got another condo for you down the road. It's temporary, but I got you set up. No, he didn't tell him that. So I found myself in that position of, of, of stepping into the unknown, having to keep my mind out of the equation, and still trusting God. Still trusting God and believing God. We're getting ready to buy a house. We, 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 we stepped away from there and stepped into the unknown. And that's when God begins to direct your paths. The first thing God spoke to me, because I had many people, okay, well, Donna, what you going to do next? I, I don't know. Anybody ever felt pressure to tell somebody what you're going to do? Listen, quit. When God speaks something to you, quit trying to convince other people. That's when your mind gets way off track and you feel pressure. Okay, I got I to gotta present because I don't want people to think I've missed God. And then quit that stuff. Just quit it. People were, hey, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And God just started speaking some things. And my wife, her career took off and, and she eventually went full time and and, and you're seeing God work, and, and God told me one thing in the beginning. He said, Donis, he goes, I, I want your voice 
to be in different arenas, and, and he spoke television to my, to my spirit. And so I, uh, we have a TV program. I started that, and that was hard work, getting in there and, and kicking off that TV. It's a Christian TV program uh, that runs all over Middle Tennessee. I'm thankful for that. It's, it's nationwide as well. And then uh, he began to put me on this track of, of public speaking. So uh, I jumped into some different arenas, and I began to build my speaking business, and, and my voice impacts a lot of uh, college students, uh, young adults. Uh, 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 high school students, and I believe, listen, I believe our young people, come on, listen, if they ever need positive influence in their life, it's today, right now, in this moment. So God put me on that, that journey, and that has done very well, and I was excited about it. And then have you ever been just going along and you're happy about your life? Huh? And then all of a sudden, it's like a vacuum, God's vacuum sucks that happiness away, <laughs> My wife can testify I was the most irritable person because I'm looking at this success that's going on, but I'm not happy. That's a dangerous spot to be in. Like, what is going on? You know, still traveling around speaking uh, in, in the secular arena. Uh, I traveled to some churches and still, still preach, and, and, and I started telling my wife, I said, I feel more fulfilled when I'm doing what I know God's called me to do. He's called me to do multiple things, but I said, I feel like God's bringing me back to that, that calling that he still has something for me to do with the local church. And that started stirring about two years ago, and, and, and we've, we've, me and my wife, we've bounced around with, at other churches trying to find. We just never felt like we fit somewhere. Anybody ever been there? Just you looking, and you just never felt like it. And, and, and finally, towards the, the end of this last year, I just started feeling a shift coming. Like, God, God, you're going to do something. I, what is it? And, and at the beginning of the year, me and my wife, I told her, I said, baby, I, I'm going to have to do something. And, and we're going to trust God. I just feel like he's stirring this back up in me. It's not that I have to let go of what he's brought into my life, but I believe this is an addition that he still called me to. And I never will forget, the, the, the moment we did that, it's like a peace came over me. Like, okay, God, we're going to trust you. And I've had multiple churches reach out to me in the past. And, uh, you know, we looked at scenarios. And you just never know. Many of them, would I would have to uproot my family and, and move somewhere. And, I mean, you just, that's when you better know you hear from God. Because it could work out well for me and not for the family. How I many know that's not a win for anybody? So I'm like, okay, Lord, after turning several down and finding peace within myself of that, got to the place, God, you're in control. I acknowledge that you're stirring something in me. You've disturbed my peace. Now, God, whatever's next is up to you. And that, that's been my journey. My wife can agree with it. That's been the journey. And we did that in January. Like, okay, God, you got this. And probably in, in February, I, I believe maybe, uh, we, ran, we were at the grocery store on a Sunday morning. Should have been in church. Come on now. I'm being, I'm being real and honest. We're at Aldi's grocery store on a Sunday, and we bump into Sarah. And 
me and my wife, you know, we're in different locations. I came around the corner. I saw her talking to somebody. And, you, you know, and I'm making, like, I'm going to be real. I'm, I'm going to always be real with you guys. I'm making the assessment. Do I go over and engage in that conversation? Because I may get trapped there for a while. Or do I act like I don't see them? Come on. Come on. See, yeah, I got some real people in the house. Do I go or do I just stay where I am on the other aisle and just wait till they separate? But God had other plans, so I walked on over and we engaged in conversation. And then when we left, Curtis texted me. And he said, hey, man, can we get together? Now, I've been meeting when Curtis came back, when they moved back after being in, in D.C. for seven years. He texted me when he was moving back to Nashville. And all he texted was, hey, I'm moving back. Would love to grab coffee with you. You know what I thought? I thought, God, this is it. It's time for me to pastor because you're bringing me my worship leader back. So I'm, he didn't, that's all he texted. So I'm dreaming all this stuff. I'm like, this could be it. We met for coffee. He told me he was starting a church. I mean, oh, that balloon popped. Like, okay. I'm happy for you, Curtis. But I was off dreaming something else at the moment. But ever since he came back, he still considered me one of his mentors. And, and we've met multiple times throughout his journey here of pastoring bridges. And, and God has, has set it up to where he's allowed me to speak into Curtis's life and just be that influence uh, that we've shared for 14 years. 14 years of, of doing that. And when, when you know, God kind of orchestrated all of this, after he texted me, said, hey, Sarah said well, she just saw you guys. Can we get together? And that conversation, it was, it was so brilliant because that conversation, it was just for Curtis to kind of tell me the season that he was in. And so we sat there and we're eating and talking. And he was telling me that he felt this transition and God was calling him back to, to, to more of his calling. And, and all I said was, Curtis, I know what you feel. I said, I feel like God's doing that in me too. And that was the end of that conversation. And we committed to just praying for one another. And then I think he called me back a couple of days later and said, hey, can we meet again? <laughs> and he's like, can I just throw something out there at you? And and he said, he didn't even say, would you consider? He said, would you just pray about it? Would you just pray about if bridges could be a possibility of you stepping in? And, of course, when he said that, it's like God just put us on a journey. This has not been a knee-jerk reaction or decision. It's been a journey that I believe God has confirmed in both of us just along the way to where we hit that moment God, I, I can't figure everything out, but I know you're in it. I know you're in it. And if you're in it, God, and you're putting us in it, and this is a part of our journey, then, then you're going to take care of us, and you're going to see it through. And that's been the journey that, that we've been on. And, and I'm not going to lie, you know, I've, 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 I mean, when God is stirring something in you, you look, okay, God, show me a sign. You ever had God show you a sign? You're putting out signs and, and stuff like that. And I remember when this thing was getting real, and I kept telling my wife, I said, I don't, we, we may be. 
you know, I just, I didn't even, I just felt like God, have you ever felt like God was just leading you, like he's in control and you're just following, like he's pulling you? And I remember sharing it one day with one of my mentors, a, a very close uh, friend of mine that has just been on a journey with me for, for the past, I don't know, three, four years, Greg, and just kind of just been speaking into my life and uh, been the person that, as I was to Curtis, meeting with, this has been the person that I would meet with, and he, he helped steer me to go through some of my emotions and to help me balance out, and as I pursued a speaking career and things like that, he was that voice of influence that spoke into my life, and I remember I, I caught him one day, and we were talking. I spent about 20 minutes telling him, I said, hey, Greg, uh, I feel like God is shifting me. Uh, there's some things that are going on on the inside, and and uh, I said, there's a strong possibility that, that you know, I may be stepping back into uh, full-time ministry, you know, and in addition to what I got going on. And Greg, just, said, just full of wisdom, sat there, and, and this is what he said. I didn't tell him about the church. I didn't tell him the name of the church. I didn't tell him anything. I just said, it's a full-time ministry position. And, and, and he looked at me. With that look, like, okay, I better grab what's about to come out of his mouth, like something. And all he said, he said, Adonis, he said, I see a bridge across your forehead. He said, God's just going to use you to connect some people. He said, I just see a bridge. That's all he said. Now, on the inside, I'm like, wow. Like, wow, you know. But then, like you would have done, God, give me another sign. How many would have done that? Come on, be honest. You would have been, you're watching online. You know what I'm doing. Yeah, God, give me one more. That's really you. Give me one more. So God gave me one more. We're good on time. We're good on time. So I said, okay, God, I was getting ready to go, and I was going to uh, one of my business conferences, and I said, okay, God, you need to do something there that is a sign, right? So I get there, and... I'm not telling any, anybody like, okay, hey, there's this church in Nashville. It's called Bridges. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm telling some people that I've been in this, this uh, circuit with for a couple years, and I've developed some friendships. And uh, one of the speakers there is a real good friend of mine. And I said, I said, hey, Eric, I said, hey, just I want to bring you up to speed. I said, you, you know, my background is full-time ministry, and I've been doing this speaking, and we've, been, we've even teamed up and done some stuff together. I said, but I'm, I said, just pray for me. I said, I feel like, you know, God is stirring some stuff to, to send me back and add ministry back to my lane as well. And he goes, and I said, it could be potentially working at a church or pastoring a church. And all he said, he goes, man, Adonis, he goes, I've seen you in this, this circuit for several years. He goes, he goes, you're perfect for that. He goes, you're just, he said, you're such a bridge that just brings people. And I'm like, so I'm like, okay, God, can you give, no, no, I didn't ask for anything after that. I didn't ask for one more, nothing. But in that's when it's like God just kept confirming. And he's done many other cool things. Uh, Curtis and I were together, and he did some cool things. And it's just, he's just really confirmed it uh, for this next season of both of our lives. And it's just such an honor to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. It's, it's an honor to be a part of what God is doing. Uh, uh, in the midst of bridges, uh, uh, the future for Curtis uh, I've, I've already grabbed him and I said, dude, as long as you're in Nashville, you're here, you know, 
And we've just, we've sat back and looked at this journey, and we both realized, you know, we, we got ministry background, we've been a part of churches, and you don't see transitions like this too often. The, the, the peace that we've uh, experienced and the, the heartfelt connection between uh, one another. And it's, it's just evident that, that this is God's church. And he's going to call who he wants to call to continue to steward it as the journey goes on. Amen. And that's why I'm so excited, guys, to uh, have been on this journey with, with, with Curtis and so excited to be stepping in as the lead pastor uh, here at Bridges as we move forward. And I believe there's some great things uh, that are going to happen and continue to happen. But I want to do something real special. Is that okay with you guys? We're going to seal this moment. I'm going to invite up uh, Pastor Curtis and his wife, Sarah. Uh, y'all give them a hand clap. These are just some amazing people. I'm going to invite my wife up as well. Uh, now this is now this is where we go off script. Anybody believe in going off script? Sometimes this is, these are those God moments where we don't bite. Y'all come on up here. Y'all come. <laughs> We're gonna go off script. My wife is coming up, and uh, any any leaders uh, of Bridges, uh, Sarah, can you make it up? I know Sarah just said, okay, come on up. Uh, David, Michelle, y'all come on up. Any leaders, uh, Stephen, Karen, if you guys wanna come on up, uh, they successfully uh, do one of our house churches and. I'm just going off script because I believe I'm just also giving a little glimpse of as we move forward. Amen. Um, Delaney, if you want to, or you could take whatever you want to do. Okay, y'all want to take Anybody wants to come up, you guys can come up. And I'm going to invite one of my mentors. I just talked about him, Greg. If you come on up here. Uh, this has been the man that has been there uh, and spoken into my life many, many years of just helping me sort some some emotions out sort some things out and Heather you come over here and join me there's there's no script we didn't go over any of this but I felt before Pastor Curtis passes the baton it's just so important to honor to honor the sacrifice the commitment of going through stuff that nobody saw, the midnight hours where you're wondering, God, did you? With a wife and, and children. And today, Curtis, we, we just want to honor and celebrate that none of this would even be here if you hadn't have responded to a call to pack up because you were rocking and rolling in D.C., man. But God put something in there and you still had to respond. Still had to respond. So I'm going to ask us just as a congregation, if you're watching online, you can participate in this too. But just stretch your hands towards Pastor Curtis and Sarah and we're just going to pray over them because he's on a journey as well. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this amazing couple. Their labors of love, their heart, their compassion, 
for everything they've endured over these years, God, of establishing the work that you placed in their hearts and their spirits. Father, we thank you even as you've stirred in his spirit of this transition. Just the utter boldness to step into it, Lord God, with the confidence that you would take care of bridges moving forward. So we honor them today, God. We thank you that their next steps will be their best steps. We thank you for the open doors, oh God. We thank you for the reward that is coming their way for this labor of love. We thank you for doors opening that Curtis hasn't even knocked on yet. We thank you for doors opening that they don't have to knock on, but that you would lead them and guide them, Lord God, into their next season with a peace and a confidence that you are in control. We honor them today, God, for the people who they are, the friends who they are, the pastors who they are, the loving couple who they are. We thank you for them, oh God. We speak greatness over their lives. In the name of Jesus, and we agree in faith, God, Great things lie ahead for both of them. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Bridges said, Amen. Come on, if you love this couple, give them a hand clap. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm going to give the preacher back the microphone. And where's Greg? Come on over to my mentor. Come over here. And just so thankful for the friendship that we've had and that we'll continue to have moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it's been awesome to hear that story. And I mean, we've been walking this story. And I just remember when Sarah, it was a house church week. And so Sarah was grocery shopping that morning and she runs into Heather and Adonis. And and uh, and then the next Sunday night was a worship night here at the Listening Room Cafe, and, and we saw Adana show up, and of course we get home, and you know, we break down that night, we get home, and it's like 9.30 at night, and, and Sarah was like, did you see Adonis there? And I'm like, of course I saw Adonis there. That, and this is before we had entered into any conversations, and, and I just remember her saying, you don't think God might be stirring in him. And I was just like, I'm going to get a little emotional, but I said, that would be the dream handoff. That would be the dream handoff. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, you know, when, when we got to share on April uh, 3rd, our first Sunday here last month, you know, I talked about three different races that you run in this life. There's the sprint, and that's those short seasons that you're called to run at with all your might. And then there's that marathon, and that's the lifelong calling that you're in for the long haul. But then sometimes God gives you a relay run to run. And that's when he gives you a vision that you're just meant to do lap one for but there's four laps to a relay. And it's not tied to a time season, but it's just tied to a call season. And so we knew that we were coming to the end of lap one. And, and I read something in a book about a year ago, and, and, and something in this book written by a church planter. And he said, I was called to plant this church in Oklahoma. There's a guy named Rodney Wardwell. He said, I was called to plant this, but I wasn't called to finish it. 
And when I read that, I put to words what was stirring in my spirit. And I knew that God brought us here in 2017 to plant bridges. And I see Chris in the back of the room. And I remember when we walked through and Chris was giving us a tour of the Listening Room Cafe. And he said, do you think this is going to work for you guys? And I said, I think this is what we saw in our dream. And he's been giving us this space to meet in for the last four years. And God just answered that. Yeah, man. And so you're a part of this, dude. And we honor you. And we honor the Listening Room this is home. This has been home for bridges, and people's eternities have been changed here. People have been baptized in this space, and people have found community and connection in this space. And, and so we knew we were coming to the end of, of our relay leg. And, and you know, uh, I love that you've just been talking about faith. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is one of my life verses, trust in the Lord. And we want to see steps 2, 3, and 5, and 6, and 10, and 20. But he says, take step 1, and then I'll show you 2. Because what else is faith? If we take God out of the equation, we take God out of the equation. And so we just said, I felt like Abraham because people have been asking us, well, what's next for you guys? And I'm like, he ain't told us that yet. <laughs> but we just knew that step one was the transition. It was the handoff. And so Adonis, I don't know where you got this baton, but you made it? Okay. He's a carpenter as well. And so, man, just not just figuratively, but literally, we want to hand this baton off to you and Heather as this next relay portion takes place. And, and we were sharing with the team uh, this morning, we do a, a team huddle out in the lobby every single Sunday morning. And, and I just said, you know, with my kids, with Nora and Moses, I want them to go so much further than I ever go in this life. Like my dad duty is to see them go further and do bigger things and better things and we've, we've called Bridges our baby for the last five years. And, and we just know that the best is not just a slogan that it's yet to come, but it is a reality with Jesus that the best is yet to come. And we saw so many things happening here that we've been able to physically see with our eyes. But we also know that sometimes you plant and other people water and God makes it grow. And the best days are ahead for Bridges Nashville. There are so many people that are going to find Jesus in this place. And so by you guys saying yes to the call, you've helped others say yes to Jesus that you don't even know yet. And so Sarah and I, would you just lay hands on Heather? And we just want to pray over you guys. And I would ask the same thing, that you guys would stretch your hands as a, as a symbol of just unity in the house today. And Father God, we just are so grateful that when you give us a plan, even though we don't see how every single aspect works together, you do. And so we trust in that, God. And this has been a transition, not a takeover. This has been a transition of the kingdom. And so, Father God, getting to do this with community, with friends, with family, Father God, I know that you have great things ahead for Bridges, for, for the Lindsay family, Father God. And so we just commission Adonis and Heather in this moment right here, God, that Stepping into pastoral ministry is not an easy yes, but it's one that has eternal consequences. So, Lord, we just pray a grace over them. God, we pray a peace over their home. God, we pray protection over their marriage, over their family. Father God, that any attack from the enemy would be thwarted by a shield of faith. Father God, we just pray that you would just line up steps so that they can see with confidence that you are working all things for their good and for your glory. Father God, we just speak forth those words from Hebrew that we know that 
Faith is the evidence of things not seen, but that evidence is so good because we can trust you because we've seen your faithfulness in the past and we know you'll do it again. God, that where we got to is evidence that you'll get us to where we're going. And so, Father God, I just, in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, commission Adonis and Heather for this next season, Father God. We trust that you have all things working for your glory and for their good. Thank you, Lord, that you lead us only into more and better. That we don't take backward steps in the kingdom, but we move forward in faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, he's good. Amen. I don't know about you, but I mean, you guys feel God in the house. Amen. Just, uh, whoo, go ahead. Come on. Go ahead. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you guys for coming up here on stage with us. We're going to enter in a, just this time of worship. I'm going to ask everybody just to stand as we enter this, this time of worship as we I told y'all I was going to go off script a little bit. Man, just feels so good. So good. As we talk about what's next, God's got it in control, amen? God's got it in control. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. God's good. As we enter this time of worship, we're going to have an opportunity for those that feel led to, to just take communion together as a, as a congregation. And if that's you, and if you want to partake in communion, I believe it's, it's, it's back there on the counter. Uh, Sarah and Jen, you can, you can point them there if you want to take communion during this worship time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for all that you're doing in the midst of us. We thank you for uh, the new seasons that are taking place, Lord God, new journeys that are about to start. And most of all, we thank you that we're all still in the same kingdom and we're still for each other. In Jesus' name, let's worship. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.